What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about an awesome concert venue, Red Rocks. And they are hosting an awesome performer. Comedian Brett Kreischer is coming to Red Rocks on September 8th, presented by AEG. And if you've ever seen Brett Kreischer, well, you know you have to go see him in person. And if you've ever been to Red Rocks, well, you know you got to go during the summer. And this is a perfect time on September 8th, where Bert, who goes all over the country and performs at sold out venues will be performing at another sold out venue on September 8th he is so funny and he's bringing his friend Mark Norman with him so get your tickets now by downloading the Red Rocks app now before you visit you should probably already have it by now because Red Rocks is such an awesome venue but download the Red Rocks app get your tickets to see Burt Kreischer on September 8th 2021 all right Jay let's hop into the show Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday. I'm your host, Zach Steven, joined by my man, Andre Simone. And before we hop into this post-practice show, got to tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. We're over at MSU Denver Online. They are the new urban online university, and they have learning outcomes equivalent to -to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But over at MSU Denver, they deliver and man if the Broncos quarterbacks were over at MSU Denver today Andre they learned a lesson in checking the ball down some may say being safe others may say some good some bad we'll get into that but first you guys need to check out MSU Denver online my boy Dre what is up my friend happy to be rolling with you always a pleasure and it is a great day it is and I'm you know I'm feeling a lot better when I can drive here and see the skyline. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. I mean, did you see it last night, though? It was oh, rolling in. The smoke rolled in uh, for one one last uh, hurrah. You hate it. And it seemed like the smoke. <laughs> seemed like the smoke, Dre, hung around for Broncos practice. Mm, uh, don't like to hear that. You know, we don't hear the Vance Joseph from, Joseph from Vic Fangio every day where it's the, it was a good practice. That's just how uh-huh. he starts off. We uh-huh. don't get that. But when asked about practice, uh, he, he typically says, yeah, it was a good day. We did some good work on offense, on defense. Today he was asked some drops, some things going on on offense. Uh, would you say it's lethargic? And he said, yeah, it, I, I might say it's lethargic. Pretty and lethargic. Uh, that's what it was today. It was boring. And I'm glad it's Ryan wasn't there for it because he well, would be, be very upset about uh, what it was today, yeah. especially on the offensive side of the ball. And Dre, I hate to hear that. I hate to hear it too because yesterday they did have practice, but it was a walkthrough, so you can't take anything from right, that. Right. There's no energy level that you're basing yeah. off. There's no completion stats, anything like that. So this is the first practice coming off their beatdown, specifically yeah. on offense, yeah. where they just looked yeah. great, and you wanted to see that just continue. 
And it didn't. Not and it wasn't quite. even like the defense was, you know, just making play after play, and you're like, holy cow. Well, okay, there is a big yeah. difference between the Broncos' defense uh, and the Minnesota backup defense. No, right. it, it was it was boring. It was lethargic. Uh, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, however, we'll start with the positive. No interceptions. Okay. No interceptions. That. And yesterday when Ryan and I talked about this, what Drew needs to do to win the job, yeah. what Teddy needs to do to win the job. I said for it to happen in one week from now where there's a starting quarterback named, one guy doesn't just have to do well. The other guy has to fall off a cliff. Yeah. Well, today yeah. they both kind of like climbed down a cliff a little bit together, right. they, but mm-hmm. they did it together. But they so. descended. <laughs> nice, nice. So I don't think this does anything to help them find a quarterback in one week. Well, great. <laughs> I'm so glad I could pop on this epic show where we have a lethargic offensive performance to speak about. Should we be lethargic today? Just to really we probably play along with we it? probably should. So, I mean, the, it's been a mixed bag in camp so far, mm-hmm. and then they came out and looked really good in live yep. football. Yep, I feel like people, maybe even you, think I'm a liar. Saying no. after, after what you saw on oh. Saturday, how in the world could this be the case? No, no. I think you are accurately reporting every single bit of this, but I think uh, I think results in camps can be deceiving, you know? I, I hope that's the case. I think sometimes Case Keenum can look better than he actually <laughs> is in <laughs> yeah. camp, and I think uh, sometimes guys like Drew and Teddy maybe look worse than they are, or yeah. maybe it's the talent around them that in a live setting made them look better than they are. Right, that, that, that's a good point. And one of the things, Dre, which that just reminded me of, Drew took way too many sacks today mm. and more sacks mm. than Teddy. That's kind of been the case all throughout camp. And after Saturday's game, Drew actually, you know, looking at the media, made kind of a message. He said, you know, when all of the whistles are blown in, in practice indicating a sack, not all the time in a game does it mean the play is over. And so I think he was saying, like, just because you see a sack happen in practice doesn't mean it'll be a sack in a game. So maybe today we give Drew the benefit of the doubt and say those wouldn't be sacks, but it did not look good today. Seven on seven, he held the ball long, uh, ball on too long. Teddy did that once as uh-huh. well. And then at least three sacks hmm. uh, during team period just for Drew alone. But it's not all on Drew. Dre, mm-hmm. The entire offense was not good. It wasn't just the quarterback's right, lethargic. Right, it yep. was everyone starting from the offensive line, starting at left tackle, Eesh. unfortunately. Really the first time that we're talking about, you know, a concern with Garrett Bowles. Because, of course, if you don't talk about offensive linemen, there's nothing to worry about. No, it sir. means they're doing their job. Right. Today, Garrett Bowles was an issue. The wide receivers were an issue. Eesh. And Drew, Teddy looked downfield a little more than Drew today. Drew only had one completion in team periods over 10 yards. Wow. And we've seen that before, and it kind of caused a little bit of concern. But since we saw him go out in the game, I don't want to make that too big of a deal Mm -hmm. because it's not like he is completely gun shy. Right. He's kind of taken the route of don't make mistakes. Don't lose this this week. And there were no touchdowns scored by either of them and no no interceptions. I mean, so in Vic's eyes – lethargic may not be the worst thing from the Broncos offense. Yeah. And how much would you put stuff like no deep completions on the wideouts and stuff practicing with them? It it was about 50, 50 uh, from both Teddy and drew both Teddy and drew off on deep balls. Both of them had a guy open for huge touchdowns. Would have been 60 yard bombs uh, and drew over through Sutton on one of them. Mm -hmm. Now, 
something else we have to get into. Cortland Sutton, it just looked like he wasn't going fast enough. Uh, mm. Or maybe, you know, he, he talked with Drew after, and maybe he said he, he saw the sun, so he couldn't see the ball. There was something going on because it didn't seem like it was that bad of a throw from Drew. It seemed mm-hmm. like Sutton maybe could have made a play on it. Uh, and so that was weird. And then Teddy also missed a huge opportunity overthrew Jerry Judy, who had a step on the defender for, again, what would have been a 50-yard pass. Wow. But then, Dre, you also those two on the quarterbacks. So, right. so I, I'm right. not saying they're without fault. But then you have Cortland Sutton drop uh, a 25-yard touchdown pass from Teddy Bridgewater in Oof. the end zone just hit both of his hands, one of his two drops on the day. Uh, and then when, when Drew and Teddy looked deep, there were also multiple other drops past 10 yards. Hmm. That's not great. That's it's not great. It's, it's not great. And w- when I'm saying this, just realizing how tough of a day it was for the offense, it makes me think, okay, Maybe this was just a bad day. And, you know, that yeah. that, that happens. Happen. It happens they in happen. every single sport. A, a three-point team that shoots 40% has a night where they shoot 15%. That's right. a, a baseball team that, uh, you know, typically is batting 300, they come out and they bat 150. It right. happens. And, and practices like this will happen. It was just unfortunate that it happened to the offensive line, to the quarterbacks, to the wide receivers, all in one practice, especially coming off such a good game. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. So you said no big plays from the defense, but there must have been some good performances. There were. There were some great performances. Yeah. And got to start off with not a household name yet. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Cooper, Andre, he was the best player at Broncos practice today. That's incredible. It, it, it is that incredible. That I did not expect. No, no, I'm sure you didn't. And yeah. I'll tell you what, he and Bradley Chubb, it really seemed like they were working on their Von Miller type of jump off the line. Because we know how Von Miller, sometimes he jumps the snap. But yeah. other times, he jumps, he, he like moves with the ball yeah. and he's flagged for it, even yeah. though he shouldn't have been. Right. That's the kind of jump we were seeing from Bradley Chubb and Jonathan Cooper today. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something that they were actually working on, especially with Von Miller gone today. He just had his kid last mm, night. So congratulations yeah, to Von Miller on having his baby boy. He'll yeah, be back at practice cool. tomorrow. So I hope he enjoys every second today. Oh, uh, and you could you couldn't really tell that uh, that Von wasn't out there with the with the jumps that Chubb and and Cooper were getting. And Dre, if Bradley is able to add that to his game, because he had one where it was Von. I mean, he was following the snap and he was I don't even know if Garrett touched him before yeah, he was around yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah. And this, this was Bradley. Yeah. What would that do for his game? I mean, that would be really, really huge if um, Chubb were able to develop more of a first step and right. uh, quickness to his game. Mm-hmm. Then he, he's got the strength. He's right. got the size. Right. He's got the reach. He's pretty good with his hands. You know, he's got a good arsenal of moves. Bend could be improved. But, right. you know, I mean, you're already talking about one of the more complete edge rushers in football and a very good run defender. Yeah, that kind of uh, Trump weapon on, uh, you know, off the snap, it'd be pretty damn dangerous. Yeah, it it, it would be. And I think you're right. He's kind of missing just that initial explosion. Mm-hmm. If he gets that, then, I mean, you're talking about not just a complete player like he already is, yeah. but a dangerous pass rusher. And we saw that. 
his rookie year when mm-hmm. I think the first four games he didn't have a sack, the last four games he didn't have a sack, and then yep. he went eight straight games uh, and accumulated like 12 and a half sacks. He, he got his cr- total in just wrong, half yeah. the season. Yeah. You put that over a full season, and we're talking about the best the best season by a pass rusher in NFL history. Yes, correct. So, I mean, the, the, the talent is there, and it's good to see that explosion back after practice. Yeah. He said he's at about 98% healthy right now, just needs real snaps in real games, including the preseason, he said, to get him there. So, really good to hear. And then Jonathan Cooper. I mean, the explosion was there today mm, from him. That's and, exciting. And, and that's Dre, exciting. this is the second or third practice where he's really jumped off at practice, and I've really noticed him. So this is a guy that the Broncos got in the seventh round. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos knew about the heart condition that he had, so I imagine right. every team mm-hmm. knew about the heart condition mm-hmm. that he had. So I imagine that dropped him on a lot of people's boards. Yep. I mean, yep. we could be talking – I, you're the guy to ask. I, I don't want to put you on the spot to say what well, grade you had on Jonathan Cooper, but I have to imagine without that heart condition, maybe just an earlier day three pick? Yeah, that's what you would think. And, I mean, the heart condition hurt him. Really, the depth at Ohio State's what hurt yeah, him. You know, They're just point. always so loaded. Then you see the guy at the senior bowl. It's like, oh, he would have started for... 125 out of 128 <laughs> other programs in the country right. just so happens Ohio State Clemson Alabama he was at <laughs> right. one of those three right where he's going to be more of a spot starter you yep. know but yeah I remember even late in a game against uh Rashawn Slater the top pick for the Chargers yeah. you know left tackle yep. at Northwestern where they get into garbage time and Cooper's just cooking Slater mm. um and you know so he's long he's similar to what we were talking about Chubb where he checks off a lot of boxes yep. He gets a little more explosive than yeah. you could really you could really have some fun. And back to what you were saying about Chubb, you know, it's starting to seem like he's back to his own self. Yeah. It's been a long road. That, yeah. We're talking about two years now. Yeah. And you wonder how much you know, like Vaughn and his return is gonna take, how yeah. much someone like Sutton in his yeah. return is gonna yeah. take to get back a hundred percent. Because we're always so quick to be, oh, a year's past he needs to get back. But yep. Oftentimes, to get back to 100%, it's a two-year deal. And, uh, Dre, we're going back to another dark place right now because what you just said was something that I just couldn't get out of the back of my mind today while watching practice. Cortland Sutton, a guy that's coming off the ACL, uh, is a guy that he looks looks fine out there. You know, he's out there. He's playing football. Mm Mm-hmm. He just doesn't seem like himself, like yeah. like the Pro yeah. Bowl receiver that he was two years ago. Now, is it okay if he's not himself this year and he gets to be himself next year? Yeah, of course, because this year he's not going to be a 400-yard receiver. He can still right. be an eight, 900-yard right. receiver, yep. especially with good quarterback play. I'm not going to eliminate 1,000 yards uh, off his plate, but what I came to today is just so confident that Jerry Judy is this team's number one receiver this Mm -hmm. year. And Cortland Sutton, he's going to probably say at the start of the season that he's 100% right now. But then in one year from now, I think we'll probably hear him say, yeah, yeah, I physically I was 100%, but it just hadn't all clicked yet, and now I'm 100%. And so that's really where I feel like we are with Cortland, is keeping the expectations clear. And if he comes out and doesn't have a monster season, a monster bounce-back season, don't think that that he has fallen off, because I think there can still be one more gear for him to take up next year to get back to that type of player. And he... He's got a contract up, right? Mm-hmm. So, geez, if yep. I'm Cortland, you know, 
what you're saying is exactly right. It's a hard approach to take, though. It's hard to be patient like that on a contract year when, yeah. God, the world was, you know, the world was his oyster for a yeah. second there. He's a pro bowler. He was dominant. Um, he, he had a quarterback who he really seemed to be finding some good chemistry and damn 2020 got us all, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. it did. And <clears throat> now, yeah, it's bigger yeah. than just this year, Dre, because now the Broncos a year yeah. after Cortland had his Pro Bowl season, the Broncos went out and drafted a guy to maybe right. take over as the number right. one receiver in Jerry Judy. And now it looks like Jerry Judy is on his way to doing that yeah. today. Jerry yeah. Judy didn't have any drops today in team and seven on seven he did have a a drop in one-on-ones but i don't value one-on-ones as anything they're just a fun thing to watch um but so jerry no drops Cortland, two drops noah fant two drops the offense was just out of sync just not dialed in yep just not dialed in and you wonder is that some overconfidence after what was really a pretty spectacular performance you know do you know what the average score per game was in the the Saturday games of oh. the NFL preseason? Uh, I'll, I'll go like seventeen to thirteen, so I'll say 30, 30 total points. How good is this guy? <laughs> thirty and a half. Oh, okay. So you know, if you're an unders better, you made a killer. That's how I know these. But how many points did the Broncos score? Thirty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They topped that themselves. Them by themselves, yeah. three points more than yeah. the average per game total (laughs) in the 11 games on Saturday, man. So that really tells you the offense was at a level that just most NFL offenses aren't in week one of the preseason. And how much of that is the quarterback? But honestly, what really stood out to me was like, holy cow, they are so deep. Like running backs deep, wide receivers deep. The O-line's looking deep. Quarterback's kind of looking deep when both guys play well. So I'm surprised to hear they're lethargic and just kind of getting their asses kicked today. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and I think it, that's a really good reminder and perspective. Dre is I'm this practice doesn't make me worried about the sure, offense sure, sure. moving forward. It does make me worried about a few specific players, like we talked about Garrett Bowles. I'm I'm just my 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 senses are heightened around him right yeah, now. What what no. okay need to keep an eye on him because last year. Well, fantastic year if nope. he's anywhere close nope. to that he's going to be great but then people bring up well the lack of holding calls last year yeah. the crowd not being there because we know he struggled when the broncos crowd yes. was there yes. letting him hear it so just something to keep an eye on and then Cortland sutton also today if if we have to give a winner in the quarterback boy it probably was a push day yeah. i mean when when you break down these numbers both guys let, let me just pull the numbers up both guys not that accurate today as a whole. Both just right above 50%. Like I said, Teddy had one sack in team periods. Drew had three sacks. Uh, and uh, let me break down the most important uh, pra- part of practice for each of them. So they both had kind of move the ball periods. Mm-hmm. Teddy's was first and his was at the end of the half. I'm not exactly, I think they could settle for a field goal here. Uh, uh-huh. Because it's just the end of the half. Uh, two or 52 seconds left. Ball at the 50-yard line. First and 10. Teddy hits Sutton for a six-yard completion on uh-huh. Ronald Darby. It was a good pass. Really good uh-huh. pass. Good anticipation. May have been his pass of the day. I mean, for six yards, that, wow. that's the type okay. of day we're talking about. Then comes back, hits Albert Okuebunam for five yards. Uh-huh. First down. Broncos moving the ball. Third play. Here's where it got 
really tough. And here, here's the uh, the Jerry Judy pass. He uh-huh. went deep for about 40 yards, overthrew him by a step. Would have been a 40-yard touchdown. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater would have won the day if he would have mm-hmm. connected right, with him there. Right. So you have second down. They're at the 35-yard line right now. Uh, he, he throws to Kendall Hinton and five yards off. I mean, it mm-hmm. had to have been a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Let's hope it was a miscommunication or otherwise <laughs> right, just yeah. a terrible throw. So now you're looking at third and 10 and uh, just a throw away pretty mm-hmm. much. So uh, kind of a hot start, two completions, right. you get in the field goal range, and then you go incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. Stalls, Brandon McManus does hit a 52-yard okay. field goal. Okay. McManus saves the day. So that one you're like, okay, it wasn't the worst. You yeah. got points, but boy – kind of underwhelming from the way it started Correct. Too. and it's not yeah. like you gave McManus a chip shot either right so that was that was Teddy's you know biggest yeah, period today okay. and then drew wow. to end the practice 210 left Broncos are down seven so have to get a touchdown starting from their own 32 yard line uh-huh. first play Drew Locke overthrows uh Jerry Judy on the right side okay just just an overthrow bad throw next one a near sack I think he probably would have been sacked, but he scrambles up, gets five yards. Coaches let the play go on. So picks up five yards, uh, two-minute warning. This next one, bizarre, very bizarre. So just after the two-minute warning, third and five, Uh Drew scrambles for two yards. So we're looking at a fourth and three. Yeah, Clock is running. There was 156 on the clock before. Right, clock but is now running. we scrambled it twice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And clock you're looking at fourth and three. Jeez. From okay. that fir- from that second scramble after the two minute warning, clocks be past one ten. Right. So right. a two yard gain just ran off forty five seconds yeah. on the clock, yeah. and you're looking at fourth down right now. No timeouts. Yeah. So I don't know if that's on Drew. I don't know if that's on Pat. I don't know if that's on Vic. I don't know who that's on, but that is unacceptable. Yeah. You cannot have that. As a team, we're wow. a two-yard scramble on third down. To keep it fourth down wastes almost half the time that you have yeah. left on the clock. Very bizarre. On fourth and three, though, Drew's best pass of the day. The only pass that went over 10 right. yards for him right. and team. He hits Noah Fant 25 yards uh, d- d- down the middle okay. uh, on nice. a seam down nice. the middle. Gets the Broncos from fourth and three. Now they're on the 36-yard line. Now they still need a touchdown. But, you know, it, it took them from their own territory, fourth down, right. to in field goal range. Again, right. field goal range doesn't mean much, but that's just how big of a play that was. Yeah. They get up really quick to do his credit. Spike. There's about 20 or 43 seconds left now. Okay. Second down from the 36, incomplete pass. Way off. I mean, yeah. kind of like I said about Teddy earlier, hope it was a miscommunication because the pass was just so far off. So on these bad incompletions, Zach, is it? He's more just the pockets kind of breaking down, and he's just kind of throwing them away. Not, not even. I mean, today, today, I think Drew and Teddy each had one of those where it was mm-hmm. a throwaway. Right, not right. a bad decision actually. Right. Uh, but just a lot of being off with the receiver. I think that's what it huh. was. Miscommunications because it, they they were throwing it with a lot of gusto, yeah. throwing it inbounds where you wouldn't think it was a throwaway, right. but just off with their receivers. It, it was bizarre to see that from both and of those guys. And it's not footwork or day. anything. Right, right. They're still practicing with the same dudes. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Weird. That, nothing Weird. has changed. Yeah. And now so we're looking at third and 10 from the 36, 40 seconds left. 
and this is when Derek Tuska just blows by Garrett Bowles. I mean, th- mm. this would have been one of the fastest sacks that we've seen in training camp with Von, including like Von when Von Miller's out there. Uh, Derek Tuska would have absolutely had him. They let the play go on just because you don't touch the quarterback. Uh, and uh, Drew had a check down to uh, Crock at the running back, thirty nine out of the backfield for eight. Fourth and two from the twenty eight. They do a little run play, which. Shot. I guess they were truly going for the first down. Then they're at about the 20-yard line. They run up, spike the ball. 16 seconds less left from the 20-yard line. And Vic says, that's enough. Done. <laughs> so we don't know how it ends. Well, they lost that one, Zach. I can tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. They I think not you're right. winning that bad boy. I, I think you're right. So what do we take away from both of these is that both quarterbacks, in my mind, pretty much did the same thing. Now, yes, Now, correct. Drew went further but he definitely, I mean, he didn't score a touchdown, so yeah. he failed his. Teddy didn't go as far, didn't have as many big plays that Drew had in his, but he got his team in a position where they were successful at what they needed yeah. to do, and that was just get points on the board. And that's just the kind of day it was. I mean, you, you have five passes, you have a drop, you have a, a miscommunication, yeah. you have a sack. Then you have two completions for seven yards. I mean, that's the type of day it right. was for the quarterbacks. And Teddy has the benefit of getting a first down without needing fourth down. Right. <laughs> right. Congrats. Right. And, and uh, so, I mean, I, I know Mace said uh, when I talked to him after practice, he said, well, I, I may be leaning Teddy on this one because the, he did have a touchdown pass that hit Cortland Sutton's hands and he dropped. Right. Uh, the yeah. eye test today said that, in my mind, said that Drew slightly won the day. Mm. And, uh, you know, if you, if you look online on Twitter, seems like people were either saying Drew kind of won the day. I know some people said Teddy kind of won the day. Yeah. A lot of just push. And so that's what today was. But again, one positive from this, Dre, and that is no interceptions. That's good. That's good. And some some okay defensive performance. Yes, yes, yes. Just from the offensive side. Defensive <clears throat> side. One scare, though, I got to say. Uh-oh. We had uh, Patrick Sertan. Yeah, right. Very I interesting development at first. He when, when the first defense was out there, they were playing nickel. So not all four cornerbacks on the yeah, field. Yeah. Patrick Sertan was one of them. He was playing the nickel cornerback, and I Hell thought, yeah. is this how we're going to do it? Right. Is Patrick Sertan going to end up being the nickel overtaking Dar- or, or Callahan? Callahan? Yeah. So it was Callahan on the bench in that Yes, one. you had your two outside mm. cornerbacks be uh, Darby and Fuller. Excellent. And I thought that was very interesting. But then exciting. Uh, Sertan comes up and uh, has soreness in his lower extremity. I'm not quite sure what that means, but that's what Vic said he had. He said he could have played the rest of practice. Vic just held him Mm -hmm. out, so that is good news. Nothing to worry about. Patrick Sertan is fine. With the wide receivers struggling, any corners standing out or not really because there were so many, like just as the wide receivers didn't have much of a chance not being on the same page, so did the DBs because – the ball wasn't even in their zip code most yeah. of the time. Yeah, I mean, okay. there, there, there was nothing. I mean, you saw Justin Simmons, the Broncos, put out a cool clip of Justin Simmons no. having a uh, behind-his-body behind interception. That was in one-on-ones. Doesn't mean anything. Uh, but no pass breakups. I mean, yeah, the balls were too far away to be right. broken up. Right. So, uh, but a good day from the defensive back group. You, yeah. you think maybe right, right, that's right. a reason why, why the quarterbacks sure, weren't sure. able to be on target as well as that pass rush. Yeah, I mean, they're deep. Yeah, they're very deep. And uh, so, Dre, that was it from a lethargic practice. Here we go. Here's the uh, Justin Simmons interception. I mean, 
he's just a freak of an athlete. Now, Dre, the second highest paid um, what, safety in the NFL, no longer holds the title as first. Yikes. Another good reason why you get these deals done on the Sooner side. Yikes. Because now we'd be talking about Justin Simmons making $18 million a year with uh, uh, with Jamal Adams getting 17 and a half. Yeah. Um, I... Everything the Seahawks have done with Jamal Adams is baffling to me. I mean, isn't it? Baffling. Who did they expect they were getting when they traded two first-round picks to get him? Right. Like, if you were getting Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, it'd be worth (laughs) One safety, it's just not going to move the needle for me. Yeah, I need need two. Yes, yes, I I need two. And, Dre, what I also need is I need your pick of the week, our DraftKings pick of the week coming your way right now. And when I let you pull that up, I'll give you my pick of the week. Yeah, what you uh, And I hate to do this one, but Dre, I just think that this is uh, easy money here. I'm going Patrick Mahomes leading the NFL in passing yards this year, plus 350. Mm. I think three That's weeks into one. the season, that, that number may be negative. You may be talking about minus 100. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Um, Well, as far as football futures, I'm a big Chase Young to lead the league in sacks guy. I love it. We talked about this last week on bets. Yes, we did. And I also kind of love the football team to win that division. Oh, I like that. That's plus 230. Really nice value. Oh, so they're just, I mean, you have to imagine the Cowboys are favorites. Yep. Yep. But again, last time Dak was healthy, led the league in passing yards. They were just 8 and 8. Right. Last time McCarthy was at a team, not the Cowboys. He had Aaron Rodgers and they weren't winning many games. Right. Yeah. You know, so just good quarterback play doesn't equal wins. Right. And Uh, I mean, we talk about Sutton coming back potentially slower this year. Dak coming off a major injury. He could be coming off slower as well. Well, and I mean, they're already retesting it. And I think they're trying to keep mom what's. Yep. Sounding like maybe a more panic situation in Dallas than they want to let off. Man, I love both of those. I now what's Chase at? Chase might be in the six hundred, in the plus six hundred. I love it. I think I last week it. when we talked about it, he was plus eight hundred. So that okay, number, there you go. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I was gonna say I it's coming down. You might as well yeah. jump on that now. <laughs> yeah, you got um, to. Man, I love those. And of course, you can find those over at DraftKings Sportsbook, yes. America's yes. top-rated sportsbook app. And Dre, I mean, their same-game parlays are going to be so much yeah. fun. For football, they've already been so much fun. But for football, especially for oh, me, that's just be insane. I know it's going to be impossible to yeah. beat. And something else that's impossible to beat is the deal that they've got going on. If yes. you bet one dollar on any college football game, they'll give you two hundred dollars in free bets. That's all you have to do: bet one dollar on a college football game. Don't Come even on. have to win it, and you will get two hundred dollars in free bets. In fact, eight twenty-five dollar free bets, which will just Great make deal. the rest of college football season that much more fun. So you have to check them out and get in on that deal while it's still here because you're not going to find better than it's not even 200 to one odds. It's just 200 free dollars for you to use on DraftKings. So make sure to check them out. Bet on college football, bet on the NFL, get in on Dre and I's DraftKings pick of the week. So head to the app store now, download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $200 in free bets by betting on a college football game of your choice. That's all you have to do for a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Very nice. Very nice, Zach. 
You know what else is nice, Dre? Is uh, coming down to the DNVR bar. That's a good time. And uh, it is a real good time. It it is a fantastic time, and it's a fantastic place to hold your fantasy mm, football draft. Yes, because yes, not yes. only is it a very cool environment with some great Wi-Fi for you, but you get two free pitchers if you bring you and ten other people that you're doing the draft with. You'll get a free Breck Brew yep. pitcher. And you'll get a free draft picture. That's all Incredible. you have to do. So email gm at thednvrbar.com to get that set up. That's all you have to do is email us to get your draft set up. That's gm at thednvrbar.com to get your fantasy football draft set up. What a deal. What a deal. Just come here at the bar, have your fantasy draft, and because you're doing it, boom pictures and you know what i actually have an even better deal on top of that whoa so that's how you end your night right yeah. with with DraftKings as yes. well at the yes. bar yes. you start your day by working at ball our friends Ooh. over at ball and Love i'm talking this. about ball who uh, who is the the name on the Dude. nuggets in av yes. stadium yes they yes. want to hire you to add to their production line here in Golden. No, not you, Dre. Oh, no. We can't lose you. <laughs> You're stuck here. <laughs> I forgot. I'm in we're, we're not yes, letting yes, you yes, leave this bar. Right. Okay, you know, fair you, enough. You can go down there to do the uh, the fancy draft. That's it. Okay. That's it. I can sell some merch down yeah, there. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay, but cool. anyone else, they want to hire you to their production team because they are making billions wow. of cans each year, and they need wow. to help. They need help doing that. They're great. They're a great company to work for. They've been given awards for just how good they treat their employees and how equal they are. Yeah. So make sure to check them out to get a job. You can check them out by looking at hashtag work at ball online, or you can go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden, or you can even text golden, G-O-L-D-E-N to 77222 to check out all they have. Well, Dre, we have a lot of comments from the people. So I want to jump into the comments section yeah, in the second segment today so we we can hear from all of the people and let's dive in with the first one coming from Steve Madden. He says, my boys, after only a year of listening, I cannot pass up on the great chance to finally join the DNVR fam. Steve. Got him. Love it. Steve says, my question for you today is what if, Hey, there we go. Says my question for you today is what if any power does the court of public opinion hold in the quarterback competition? Mm. Say uh, the quarterback battle is razor thin after the Seattle game, but the fans are clamoring for one guy over the other. Does that help the possibility of having better fan reception and possibly more sponsorship opportunities have enough weight to sway this decision? Thanks for all the great content and keeping my spirits light through some tough times over the past 18 months. Cheers. Import more importantly, touch wood. We'll be touching wood for you, Steve. Uh, I think that's a very fair question, a great question, but an easy one to answer, no. I don't think this the, the public opinion would have any input on how Vic Fangio makes this decision. Yeah, and actual, actually Mace jumped in the comments and responded to this one and said, as the late Chicago Bulls coach Red Kerr used to say, if you listen to the fans, you will end up sitting with them. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, that's kind of the point here. Yeah. Um, and as much as there might be fan pressure, the greatest pressure for Vic is for him to have a winning season and keep his job. So. Especially a hot start. Yes. It's yes. A hot start. And uh, while training camp may not have proven it completely, I think Vic's going to look back at past tape and say, 
who gives me a safer option? And that's why I think still right now he's leaning Teddy. Next one from Samuel Bisu. He says, hey, guys, can you see this team like a version of the Sanchez-Rex Ryan Jets? Play great defense, good special teams, run the ball, and let your quarterback do just enough to win the game. This, these kind of teams are always very difficult to play late in the year. I know the whistle sometimes gets drew in practice, but in, in games he doesn't take many sacks. Why do you think this is? To everyone watching who is not a member, you should go sign up now. Trust me. You will love it. And that reminds me really quick. If you are tuning in live, we yeah. really appreciate it. Drop Thumbs your up. comments in there. And if you really want your comment, read his with a super chat and it will get read. Hit us with a thumbs up when you're here. We would really, really appreciate it. And of course, just as Samuel B. Sue says, sign up and become a member. And that will guarantee that your question gets read. So thank you. Great question, Samuel. Dre, do you see this being the uh, Sanchez Jets? Could be. It's a nice comp. It's uh, the comp I've made more often and this would be with teddy as the quarterback is more the jim harbaugh 49ers with vic mm. as the defensive coordinator mm. and alex smith as the quarterback okay a lot of 23 to 17 victories you yep. know and great combo of edge rushers a phenomenal defensive front and a really good secondary <clears throat> um so then to to ask uh to build off that is this team that team except with Colin Kaepernick, if Drew's right. in a quarterback. Right, yeah, essentially. And obviously different, but just providing more of a spark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I've always wondered with, you know, how Drew is more mobile and has more zip, how you could incorporate some Kaepernick-like mm -hmm. packages as they did back then. Yeah. So that's, but yeah, I think that's kind of in your ideal world. That's the kind of mold you're, mold you're trying to follow here with the Broncos is one of those defensive first teams that did just enough on offense to get through. 23-17. Man, that is Vic's dream right there. Oh, yeah. That is oh, Vic's can't dream. Wait. <laughs> it was jam. Great question. Next one coming in from Lionel Hutt's attorney at law. Dre, do you know where that name comes from? No. Okay. Well, at least we're, we're 0 for 3. Uh, you, oh, me, no. and Ryan don't know. So, uh, The Simpsins. It's a, uh, ah, a lawyer in The Simpsons. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, okay. Mace get it, gets it. He Yo. says, gentlemen, sometimes in quarterback competitions, the head coach won't declare a starter until right before kickoff of week one. Even though the coaches say they will execute the same game plan, regardless of the starter, most people would doubt that. Do you think Vic could try to play this into and not actually declare a starter until the 12th when we face the Giants? You think he takes it all that way? Um, I mean, for gamesmanship purposes, why not, right? Yeah. It actually it makes total sense. Uh, when you take away the other team's advantage to game plan, that's a huge advantage on your side. Yep. I get the feeling from you and others covering the team that won't be the case, though. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. I completely agree with everything you said. I mm. think, why not? Don't tell the Giants totally, who your quarterback right. yeah. is going to be, but also... I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't think that that's how coaches operate. They want it to be known. Yeah. Uh, they want to be the ones announcing it. because they, And they're also afraid that it's going to leak because the team's going to know leading up to that week who the starting quarterback is. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think coaches really see, like, there's a confidence and there's an aid in knowing bless you thank you who your quarterback will be right you know the team benefits from yep that. yep yep and also what you're not going to do is you know not tell your team and not tell the media by splitting the reps until all the way until that first game you're not going to do that if you know who the guy is right exactly 
Next one coming in from AvsWatch22. Howdy, gang. I have completed my first stint in Denver, and it was a dang blast. The bar is so cool. The vibes are always great, and I'm so thrilled to say to say here I will be back in town for the season opening game against the Giants. Nice. Love to hear it. I'm so incredibly excited to be there, and tons of folk to see on Sunday afternoon. RK, was great to see you briefly a few times. Hoping you have a little bit more parlay advice the next day before kickoff. Maybe Dre... We'll have that parlay advice we'll for see, you. We'll yeah. Today, I tuned into the Pat McAfee show for the first time in a long time, and Pat talked about how they had Brandon Bean on the show last week. The topic they first talked about in training camp or was, was training camp in general, and then something I found interesting came up. He was talking about the last week or, or two weeks of camp uh, and how he pretty he had a pretty good idea of everybody except five to seven players on the official roster. And so he's looking at the past five to seven players on this team and the past five five and seven players on everyone else's team trying to see if they can build a better mix or upgrade uh. on those last five or seven roster spots. Would anyone be surprised if Peyton also used a similar approach given his approach to using a quite a few draft picks that he's more willing than Elway to cut drafted players? Well, I think it's, uh, it's an interesting point. And Dre, it's something every general manager should do you know that good players are going to be cut now is it positions that you need the broncos are going to cut capable wide receivers capable defensive backs they're they're going to other teams should bite on that now where do the broncos need help that's where the broncos should be looking uh to to jump on and speaking of roster cuts broncos did make six roster cuts today uh in order to get down to the 85 man limit most notable one levante bellamy kind of the speed juice back uh vic said that he's he was going to be out for too long so they needed to find someone to replace it and they did they uh they signed a small guy out of ucf he is so small you do love him yeah yeah, he's, I, I love players like that. Those little jitterbugs, 160-pound guys who can run a 4-3, and you know yep. you can barely even see him running behind the line until he yep. like pops out, and then next thing you know, he's gone. You know, yep. because those guys, I, it's something we've seen really in the last 20 years. But you know, these non-football athletes playing football, yeah, they're hard to stop. Yeah. Yeah. He's one of those non-football athletes playing football. Yeah, I mean, uh, Adrian Killens, yeah. he's 5'8", my height. I mean, I feel like I'm watching yeah, yeah, myself yeah. out right. there play. Yep. 170. He <laughs> was a running back in college, like you said, Dre. The Eagles used him last year at wide receiver, where he didn't really do anything. He was pre- bouncing around the practice uh-huh. squad. But the Broncos today have him at running back. So kind of that get lost behind the line uh-huh. and then just explode out. Yeah. Now, yeah, I don't think he makes the team. Right, yeah. right. And maybe that's why the Eagles had him. Yeah. Rem- reminded him of them. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be fun. I mean, he's one of those guys easy to root for. Yeah. Way different from anyone else on the team. Yes. I mean, they haven't had a guy like that since, like, Trenton Holiday was on the squad. It is incredible how small he – yeah, exactly. So, Trenton Holiday playing running back. It, totally. And yep. so, we'll see if he can find a spot maybe as a returner, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got juice. We'll see. Yep, yep. So. Next one coming in from Hawkeye Bronco. My boys, what a way to start the preseason <laughs> Saturday. Even though it was one preseason, it just felt good watching good quarterback play. Yeah. It reminded me how much mm-hmm. fun watching this team can be when we get good play from the most important position. In my opinion, Drew needs to win this job. His upside is too tantalizing to give up on. Mace, I have to – well, Mace isn't here, but we'll just ask this question. Or, no, mm-hmm. it's it's actually specifically for right, Mace right, right, about right, the Braves right. and stuff. He says, cheers – and go Broncos. Well, cheers to you, Hawkeye Bronco. And uh, the upside is clearly brighter with, with, with Drew. Sure, of course. That's why if this was an organizational decision, it's clear you go with the upside this year. 
But it's not. George Payton's made it clear. It's a Vic Fangio decision. It's a Vic Fangio decision. And yeah, would it, would Drew presumably be better for the long-term future of the franchise? Yes, because of that upside. But the lo- again, the focus this season going into this year isn't necessarily lo- the long-term no, success of the franchise. It's just winning games in 2021, man. Especially winning games in September. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, right, we're talking about right. like it, it is for right now. Yeah. And if Drew comes out, here's the thing, uh, uh, Dre. If Drew comes out against the Seahawks 2 and balls out like he probably should right. or at least looks really good, and let's say Teddy struggles, has a pick, or he throws 50% completion against the, the Seattle first yeah. team. Yeah. Then if Trouble. the Broncos still go with Teddy, then what we've just been told is that, okay, preseason games don't actually matter more than, right? than, than training 100%. camp, which is not what they've said. And also that there was a clear – Teddy was a clear favorite, and Drew mm-hmm. had to, like, go worlds above him yep. to knock him off, and, right. and Drew just didn't go worlds above him to knock him off. Right. Which, just from how they've played it, spit up reps and everything, I that would be shocking at this point. To, to have Teddy kind of yeah, be that right. much of a favorite? Like, was this big front runner we right. weren't aware of this right. whole time? Right, that, right. It, or or they just totally screwed it up by just not yeah, naming Teddy right. the starter right? right right when they traded for him yeah. uh but but a, a good question uh next one coming in from Samuel Bisu hey guys you see this team like a version oh no whoa I don't know what just happened uh Melbourne we, we Bronco just read that one hi guys podcasts have been great the last week or so keep thank them coming you. phenomenal job guys thank you just wanted to say I'm hooked on the closing song of my pleasure horse Cottonwood Mile is awesome. What's the story with the DMVR song? Cheers. Mm, well, we love Pleasure Horse, and they love us. Uh, they're a big, big member of the DNVR community. And uh, Cottonwood Mile, we'll have to get the backstory from them. But, I mean, I love Cottonwood Mile. I love everything the Pleasure Horse yeah, has done. In yeah. fact, they are the ones who sing our beautiful intro song. They came up with it on their the own best, and yeah. uh, sing it. They really are the best. And the best. Uh, Speaking of pleasure horse, I want to hear them, uh, and we get to do that at the end of the so- or at the end of this podcast. And Dre, before we get to the end of this podcast, got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. I mean, Dre, we talk about our DNVR family Oof. all the time, and Green Mountain Dental is is right in there. They are part of our family. They're over at the DNVR bar. We're over at their dentistry all the time. And another great thing about them is they treat you like family, yeah. whether you're in the DNVR family or not. They treat you so well, but all of you are in the DNVR family. So make sure to check them out because supporting our partners is supporting us. You're going to get your teeth cleaned anyways, yep, so might true. as well go to Green Mountain Dental. And on top of that, here's another reason, Dre. If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam they'll hand over a free sonicare toothbrush and that's all you have to do is schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you get a free sonicare toothbrush to keep your pearly whites pearly white every time that you're not at green mountain dental so check them out green mountain dental that's uh that's truly great advice because uh you know oral health very important inner health also very important few things that have made me happier over the last year and a half than the hassle cattle company mm. it's wagyu beef for the common man um we've just gone crazy for it zach if we have family over we make sure to place an order at hassle and we use that code dmvr 10 to save 10 percent off 
our entire order. It's really an incredible deal, whether it's their spicy sausages, their ground beef, their amazing steaks. You've just got such a variety. They're so good. And you use this discount, you get it shipped to your door. They make it convenient. They make it cheap and affordable for you. They make it straight up delicious. It's essentially ruined me for all red meat anywhere else. Check them out at HassleCattleCompany.com and use that code DMVR10. You have to also check out our friends over at Solace Meds. Dre just blocks away from us mm-hmm. at DNVR Bar here on East Colfax. But they've also got three other convenient Colorado locations, one in Reet Ridge, one off-Broadway, and one in Fort Collins for our Rams fans up there. And here's what they got going on. I mean, it is hot outside, but the deals they have at Solace Meds are even hotter, Dre. They're giving you... Dixie Elixirs, two for $30. Spectra, 20% off. Ripple, 25% off. Silver Chef Shelf Flower, 15% off. Wow. And of course, Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates, 15% off. But if that wasn't enough, take those smoking hot deals and just, just light them on fire, just like you're going to do with the products over at Solace mm. Meds. Use the code DNVR20, and you'll get 20% off additionally on those deals and 20% deal, off the entire store. And when you go to the Wheat Ridge location, you get those deals plus a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you use the code DNVR20. And you can use it online at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. Smash that code DNVR20, whether you're online or in the store over at solace meds zach can i ask you i wanted to ask you this on the last time you popped on bets and then we got too caught up in all our great picks check Mm. that out by the way yes you have to i mean come on every day you're providing money aside from all our sponsors is is there some area that you you like save money on i'm a big like discount clothing guy you know that's how i'll say you're a couponing guy. You, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You you go to a pizza spot where they, you know, they punch your card five five times, and then the sixth is free. Yep, or yep. I'm a I'm a big Lululemon guy. Ah, and that, yes. that that is expensive stuff. Oh, you but know it. I've become such a stan that I pretty much like any of their stuff. So uh-huh. I only buy stuff when it's on sale. When it's on mega sales. That's so, I mean, I, I, ju- I just check out that. That's what I check out. It's just their sales stuff, and boom, there we go. You're just monitoring those sales like an assassin. <laughs> yep. Love yep. to hear that. <laughs> and uh, love to hear from the people, Dre. Let's yes. continue in Let's the comment section. Next one coming in from C. Fillmore72. Zach and Andre. Greetings from the UK. <laughs> Let my annual membership lapse, but I can't bear it no longer. Oh. The podcast isn't enough. I'm missing out on the rest. It's Plus true. the training camp promo code gives me some awesome DNVR locker spending power. Yeah. A dope black camo DNVR hoodie will be shipping across the Atlantic soon. Good to be back and good to have you back. Yeah, I feel like I've remained in the DNVR community, but now I'm back in the f- in the family proper Indeed. how would one of those breck brew member beers or how about one of those breck brew members to celebrate one day i will make it the nine thousand mile round trip to find out i feel like i've done some drink i've i've i would find some drinking buddies once i get there yes mm-hmm. you would most no definitely doubt. no doubt very optimistic for the season thanks to you guys for all the great coverage and podcast debate and thanks to all the dnvr team for the f- Twitter friendly interactions. Let's go, Christopher. P.S. A shout out to all the UK, Ireland, and European members of DNVR and Broncos country. Good luck getting your London series tickets. Beautiful. What a great message. 
Uh, are you going to go to uh, any Italy games if they ever happen, Dre? I mean, I would love to, and yes, yes and, I will absolutely if, and, you know, uh, that if there's would, an Italy game. That'd be a work trip, you know? You'd have to go out to Italy, back home for work. Not bad. Not a bad way to do it. <laughs> Not a bad way to do it at all. Dan Burke says, hey, guys. So I wanted to follow up on George Payton's comments about the team getting calls about their corner depth. Mm. Yesterday, Mike Kliss put out an article about their rookie performance and said the team is going to try and get Sertan on the field. Then he went out of his way to mention that Bryce's salary is non-guaranteed this year. If the Broncos trade or cut Bryce, they'd save roughly $7 million in cap space. Is that something you'd be fine with them doing? Bryce is a fantastic nickel corner and good on the boundary, but that's not an insignificant savings, and the other three can all play inside. Also, they have Bassey when he comes back, and Kerry Vincent Jr. looked pretty good out there on Saturday. What do y'all think? Careful what you wish for. Mm. Corner depth has been, I mean, a killer the last two years, right? That's why I would be surprised, especially because they just lived it last year. I mean, like, they got to the end of the season. They're starting safeties at corner. Like, we're not exaggerating right here. Yep. And now all of a sudden it looks great, but one guy goes down. And, yeah, next thing you know is Sangabassi is now playing 95% of the snaps. Yep. Or Kerry Vincent. Yep. Well, you do still have Callahan under contract. Yep. So what we should be talking about is what's the return here? Yes. If you were to trade him, and why is that worth it? Yep. Because the cap savings, yeah, they're great, but right now the the cap is what it is. Yep. There'll be another offseason to add players and make right. transactions. We don't need to be hoarding cap right now in late August. Yeah, and maybe we got a glimpse in it today with uh, in that first series when Patrick Sertan was on right. the field though, over right. Bryce Callahan. But, Dre, I'm with you, man, and especially with Ronald Darby. I know Callahan has the injury concerns, but so does Ronald Darby. Oh, yeah. If, if he goes down, and he's only not gone down in a season once, and that right. was last year. So maybe he stays on that track. But if he goes down, then Sertan is outside, which you're very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And then maybe a St. Bassey's healthy. You put him on the inside. Maybe, maybe Kerry Vincent Jr. But now you, you go from an incredible strength to now a big question mark at, yeah. at that nickel position. Right. You're not playing dime anymore. Uh, and so you have them under contract now. They're counting against your cap. Uh, you could save a little bit. But I, I just think you roll with it as a strength unless – you get a trade offer, and it's a legit trade offer. And a team right. just says, Bryce Callahan was one of the best players on defense last year when healthy. We want him. Could be. And, I mean, what positions would they be targeting in a trade like that? Like, we're trying to return. Or you just try to get a day three pick. And Yeah, I was, was going to say, man, if you get a third-round pick, you do it in a heartbeat oh, probably. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Um, but, yeah, this probably would be more so of the cap-saving sixth sixth round pick yeah 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 and i mean you wonder if, if if they were to make a trade like that and then someone went down maybe you're starting to think of one of these safeties as your nickel yeah so i mean it's a lot of maneuvering i don't know how much vic and ed donatel want to do that right about now if i'm vic i'm saying george please don't trade any of these 100%. guys i had to go through i had to go through hell last year yeah, with absolutely. this cornerback yes. group Next one from Ozzy. He says, while I've been busy with Australian football season, I'm still listening. It's been rough as for when the quarterbacks are going up against our defense. It was seemingly about who lost the day, not who won it. 
Then came the Vikings game. No longer against our number one defense, and both quarterbacks looked good. While we hate the last five years a ton, the offense, the offensive line has been a consistent sieve during those years, or sieve during those years. Even with some starters and some second teamers, would we looked great. Given average quarterback time in the pocket, they can make the throws to look better than average. In my opinion, if Drew, who I have doubted, doesn't stuff it or doesn't stuff it up against Seattle when he's going to be under more pressure, he's got to be the starter. Teddy is the band-aid if it goes wrong. If Drew averts to how he was against the Falcons and Raiders in Vegas, then we will know. Yeah, I mean, lots of reason to be optimistic about Drew in particular. And, uh, yeah, all things equal, it would make a lot of sense to just start Drew and Teddy can be that backup. Yep, yep. A role that's very familiar to him. And that just makes most sense for the franchise, but again, this isn't about the franchise. It's it's all about Vic. And it wouldn't have been crazy if George Payton said, we're going to make it as a staff. Vic and I are going to talk about this and I'll have the final say. That wouldn't be crazy for a GM to say that, but he did not say that. He said it's Vic's call, entirely Vic's call. Yeah. And, I mean, that, to me, really speaks to a new GM who didn't hire this head coach. He's trying to do right by this head coach and give him as much say in whether his career will continue or kind of stop after this year. And George Payton didn't have to be fair to Vic Fangio Absolutely at all. He, not. He, he could have said, we're going with a rookie quarterback where I'm not spending mm-hmm. any money on defense. I'm only going after young players to yeah. build this team for the future. And good luck, Vic. He could have done that. But he's been very fair to Vic to give him a fair chance this year uh, by giving him everything he wanted on the defensive side of the ball, by bringing in a veteran in Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying, all right, Vic, if you succeed – it's because it's going to be because of you, and yeah, then you're going yeah. to keep your job because of you. If you fail, I didn't. I didn't screw you. It, you you failed because of you, and then I'm going to fire you. Right. So he's making it fair, which he didn't have to, but it's nice of him. Uh yeah, I think that's very nice. Yeah, I think they've been. I think both in their working relationship have been very professional and correct towards each yep. other. Yep, I I totally agree. Next yeah. one coming in from Mrs. Quill. If you could be dominant at any one position in all of sports besides quarterback, what would you pick and why? Jeez. Hard not to go with a lefty pitcher. Yeah. The longevity on that career is extraordinary. And uh, one every five days. Now, I know you're doing a lot of stuff in between, but like you do have a lot of free time. Then you work the summers, off-season during the winter. You could spend in a tropical place where it's warmer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that if sounds baseball, like a dope setup. If it's baseball, it, it's a lefty. Yeah, you yep. want to be a lefty yep. starter is the correct way to go. Yep. yep. Yeah, and then like a hockey goalkeeper would probably be pretty cool. Mm, long yeah. career. Yeah. If you're good, you're going to have a really long career. Mm-hmm. How about this? Kicker in the NFL. <laughs> Why not? You're good. Sign me you get up. at least 15 years, if not 20 years. So yeah. money is never going to be an issue for you or your family. You're going to be making millions. Uh, you're going to be treated like a king because kickers are already treated like kings, right. and especially good ones. I mean, it, at least in the training camps I've seen, you get to make your own schedule. Right. I mean, you get to do whatever you want pretty much. Uh, and uh, there's really no wear and tear on your body. Like, yeah. not, not a crazy yeah. amount. And... The thing why I wanted to felt it's the shortest season. So you have the most time off. That's a good one. Kicker is a really sweet gig. Yeah. 
It is. Really sweet. Yeah, you can't even be touched. No, no. And you yeah. score points. Yeah, you you score points, and it's not like long snapper where even if you're really good, you still might not yep. make the team yep. because, you know, they may have a linebacker dude who has more versatility. No, if you're a good kicker, you're going to be in the NFL. Wow, that really is the, co- the call. <laughs> yeah. The shortest comment maybe ever coming in from Count Locula, he says, unleash Calvin Anderson with, of course, uh, the shush emoji. Love, love the count. And, Dre, love after it. practice today, we found out that despite Bobby Massey getting the first team reps at right tackle today, it is Calvin Anderson and Bobby Massey still battling it out, have not decided on who is the right tackle. Wow. That's interesting. Um, decent showing by Anderson. Yes, He's Saturday. he's really impressed this offseason. Yeah, he has. He has. I, Man, that guy's just been working. He's got yep. the frame and he just Yep. back to the lab, keeps stacking on top of his game. He's he's almost an NFL starter. Yes, he is. Crazy. And boy, if he becomes an NFL starter, how much money is he going to make as a as a starting oh, right tackle? Oh, you said it. Yep. You said it. <laughs> yeah, yep. he's making at least 10 mil a year. Yep. You you play like that. Yep. yep, exactly. Next one from Wildcard. What's up, fellas? Still riding the excitement from Saturday. Hopefully Drew can come out looking that sharp again this weekend. Is there any scenario where Fangio will not have decided on a starting quarterback by the start of week one? It seems like the guy just does not know how to make a decision, whether that can be how to call a timeout in crucial moments, all the way to deciding who is going to be the guy behind center i love the broncos and obviously hope fangio ends up working out but i just don't see it with the guy he's a great defensive coordinator i just don't think he knows how to be a head coach on another note i have season tickets this season and want to see if there's anyone going to be at dnvr tailgates at the stadium i would love to hang out with the fellow dnvr family members before the game and crack open a couple breck brews with the fam sorry for the long comment can't wait for the season to start your boy wild card well wild card why don't you check in a little closer to the season? How about yep. that? We we were doing tailgates, you know, pre-pandemic and um, things being figured out. So, uh, yeah. yeah I think we back got in. some stuff up our sleeve. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, uh, yeah. I think you won't be disappointed. Boy, harsh on Fanjo from Wildcard. Yeah. And harsh on Vic. Dre, public opinion isn't going to decide this quarterback battle like we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. But if Drew Locke comes out, and looks, again, just good on Saturday, and Teddy Bridgewater struggles, even if it's just with one interception, and Fangio still goes with Bridgewater, I think 80% of this fan base is going to turn on Vic Fangio. And it's going to be really tough until this game, or until this team consistently starts winning. 100%, man. He hasn't earned a lot of... His rep around town is kind of lethargic. Yeah. Since that's the term he used today. That, that, that's, a, that's a really good point. And, uh, Got like a lethargic vibe to him. You and know? and Vic, Vic is right that the preseason games shouldn't mean everything. They, they shouldn't. Sure, sure. You know, that Drew threw seven passes in the game this past yeah, Saturday. Teddy right. threw eight passes in the game. They had, you know, over 50 dropbacks combined yeah. in the two joint practices before. So I get why Vic Fangio is saying that those mm-hmm. practices, the joint ones, were just as valuable as the game, and he's clumping them all together. But the honest truth is fans don't watch those practices. It, 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 you, The Broncos don't show them, so fans yeah. can't watch them. So if the fans see their only two public appearances, like very public on mm-hmm. TV, be Drew balling out and being better than Teddy – 
fans are going to lose it. And I, and I understand why fans would lose it, but I also understand that that if Vic sees, you know, way more in practice from Teddy than Drew, then he's going to go with Teddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's tricky, these monumental decisions coming down to small stuff. I mean, these are also, you know, Teddy's been in the league for eight years, and yep. Drew's a three-year veteran who, who has, like, four years of tape in the SEC. Like, there are a lot of factors that go into right. this beyond seven <laughs> throws in a preseason game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like... Uh, I hear Wildcard's frustration. He's not even necessarily wrong. Like, Vic has a lot of things to prove. But, like, this isn't easy. These aren't easy decisions to make, and they're not right. so clear-cut. Right. And it's not just it's based very on what one is not you see, you know? Like, yep. yeah. Yep. Next one coming in from Windy City Bronco. If Bridgewater is to have an honest chance of being the starting quarterback of the Broncos, Locke has to fail first. Starting Bridgewater would be a lot like when we saw Orton leading the team with Tebow in the wings. If he falters at all, the Boo Birds will be out, and the chance for Drew will come raining down a mile high. It's not a good situation for either of them. We've got three easier games to start the schedule to see what Locke's made of. Fangio can keep on a, keep him on a shorter leash and pull ahead if Locke starts bad. All the all the better for Bridgewater's future if he can pull off a save in that situation. In the end, though, I don't care who starts, but we definitely need to pick a starter sooner rather than later. Fangio should just toss a coin and call it if he isn't sure by the end of the Seahawks game. Wow, some real some real confidence from <laughs> our, our people in Vic's uh, decision-making skills. And so. unfortunately, especially <laughs> after a practice like today where there was no separation, I just, yeah. the closer we get, the further I think we are away from a decision next week, Dre. And this is just going to make people like Windy City uh, Bronco even more hesitant about Vic. Yeah, I mean, I think you might be on to something. We did skip one from DTL. Hey, guys, been a while. Just wanted to talk about Drew's size for a second. Oh. The one play where Judy caught the ball, Locke got hit right after he threw it and just stiff-armed the guy off him to the ground. Bulking up must have been the right decision. Yep, yep. And and he looks like the the right size right now. Uh-huh. You know, he looked at he looked just a bit like I don't want to say like a kid, but you know, when you're watching him from afar, just a smaller guy compared to the rest, but now he 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 has the size. He has the NFL size and, and what we how we've seen him throw the ball. I mean, there's no question he has all the strength to make the throws. hundred percent. He always has, though. Yeah, yeah, you know? he has. He has. And also, it's important to bulk up. So if that helps against injury, because Dude, he's, no, that's he's been an injury-prone type yeah. of guy. Well, especially for a guy who wants to improvise, wants to scramble, right. wants to do stuff, you know, off script. Yep. Yeah, you got you to gotta have the size to pull that stuff off. Yep, exactly. Next one from Def Wu. Do you know who that's from? No. Derek Wolf. My man. Yep. He says, not necessarily Broncos related, but what are your guys' thoughts on the state of Madden? I've owned every Madden game <laughs> since 01, but I can't bring myself to buy another copy. I could go on for days about all the problems with the game and how there's less depth to it now than there was 15 years ago, but I'll save you the time and just point to the YouTube video, The Sad Decline of Madden. EA makes oh, yeah. billions on this title every year, but they seem completely apathetic and make about making the changes their customers want and only concerned with funneling people into their MUT mode so they can make more on microtransactions. Is this a bad look for the NFL? Is it no big deal? What say you? Just the barely coherent ramblings of a guy who desperately wants a good football video game. We're probably the wrong people to ask. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. In, oh, no, you do play yes, in the Madden yes, League. Yes, oh, I, my bad. I do play, and what I'll say <laughs> is uh, from people that are really good at Madden in the Madden League and know their stuff about Madden, 
They couldn't agree more with this comment. They just, hate it. Just with how lazy Madden yeah. has got. And Dre, there's no competition. So they have well, no incentive to like yeah. make the game better. That's and, the problem. Uh, uh, so I wonder if EA, when, when they come out with college football, if that'll be a little bit of competition because there there's going to be multiple football games or uh, or if it's going to be college ball so it's not going to compete. But, man, I'm excited for college ball to come out. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there used to be the blitzes, yep. uh, you know, yep. 2K should have some football alternative. They've just yep. kind of got a stranglehold on Madden, and yeah, 15 years, I think that's exactly where the competition has dissipated. So right. uh, when you don't have to improve anything you do because no one's competing against, <laughs> it's like if you were the only guy who went to practice, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. you're the only one reporting the news. You're right. not going to be too motivated to be that in depth right. after a while. It's like, well, I'm the only one who gets to say what's going on. Yeah. So. The Broncos had the quarterback competition this year to rise everyone's performance. <laughs> right, the, right. the, uh, the gaming industry needs a, uh, an NFL That's competition right. next That's year. Right. They really do. They I really don't know do. if anyone's going to come and save us, though. No, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. See, Fillmore72 comes in again and says, George Payton to claim Tim Tebow off the waiver wire to add some final week of camp spice to the quarterback competition. You heard it here first. Wow. That would be wonderful. Do you just retire from this job if <laughs> Tebow's added as the third stringer? Oh, man. Just added as like, a, a, you know how they have Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater in the depth chart? <laughs> And then, or Tim Tebow. Oh, oh <laughs> it would be, be. That'd be great. We'd be in for one, man. We'd be in for one. Man, yeah. Not surprised Tim Tebow didn't last. Uh, I kind of am, but I wasn't like watching him all that closely, right. so maybe I shouldn't have been. No, I, I was a little surprised he was cut this was, first time yeah. around. Yeah, because I just thought he was. I thought he was Urban's boy. Yeah, same. So I thought he was going to keep him around, but alas seems like Tebow is done. And final one, we're not done, but we almost are. Coming in from Bronco UK. My boys, I like to think I'm more more modern NFL fan only because I really started watching this beautiful thing in the last four years. But I have an opinion that I would like you guys to comment on. I'm so sick and tired of hearing he is a rookie. Let him sit behind the veteran and learn. Come on, it's 2021. They come ready made out of college league. Uh, Patrick Sertan is ready to go. Patrick Mahomes, boo, was wasted in his first year. And, sorry to say, Justin Fields looks amazing and needs to start, not sit and learn. P.S. Even though I think Pat will be good, passing on Justin Fields was ridiculous. Do you think rookies Do you think rookies is ready to go in this league? Gosh, it depends on the rookie. Uh, Sertan is mm-hmm. one of the most, like, polished uh, players you'll ever find at a premium pass heavy position right which are the the harder ones offensive line quarterback wide receiver those are the ones where you're not necessarily ready to go from the get-go um yeah in some cases it's right in most cases it's right because let's face it you're kind of forced to start a lot of your rookies anyways with injuries and what have you but i would say broncos uk if you're drafting a raw prospect like a mahomes like a Drew Locke, like a Josh Allen, sometimes sitting for a year can do you a lot of good. Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are looking back at Patrick Mahomes' first year and saying, man, we messed up they on that. I think they're saying, they're saying, look what he is now. Boy, did we handle that perfectly. 100%. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a really interesting test case for that. Yeah. Because there's no other quarterback in the last 20 years that had three to four years of learning on the bench. Yep. 
And that jump he made from college to that first, finally, that first start in the NFL was massive. Yeah, and I was going to say maybe we won't ever see it again, except, we probably except if it's Jordan Love. <laughs> the guy replacing Crazy. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And uh, if he makes an Aaron Rodgers-type leap, Drake, we'll be saying it's even bigger than the leap that Aaron Rodgers made himself. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. And then we just need to draft and stash quarterbacks if that happens, yes, right? Exactly. Like, period. Yeah. So, Drake, before we get out of here, I got to ask you what you thought of Justin Fields in his first performance. Uh, I mean, mixed bag. Look good. A couple rougher moments. I think there was a dropped interception, a bit yeah. of a spinnerooski, you know, really kind of improvising and doing his thing. Seemed to get in rhythm, though, and be better mm-hmm. as the game progressed. And, you know, similar to Drew, that was kind of his issue in that last year at Ohio State, was not being totally in rhythm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. So do you think he's going to be good? After I th- seeing yeah. that, did the Broncos still make a mistake? Uh, I w- nothing is based for me on one preseason game. Um, Dre, I need your hot take. <laughs> based off the Ohio State tape, I would say yes, it was a mistake. But you know, we'll we'll see. That's very fair, and we'll end on a very reasonable, uh, uh, clear-headed yes. uh, take there. And also, what's reasonable is going and getting your teeth checked out over at Green Mountain Dental, where if you schedule that so- that cleaning, X-ray, and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. And again, supporting our partners is supporting us. They've been a longtime supporter of us at DNVR, even back to the BSN days. So we'd really appreciate it if you supported them. And let us know when you do. Let us know that that family has gotten bigger as well. They're only a fifty. 15- minute drive from downtown denver so make sure to check them out and schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you'll get a free sonicare toothbrush well dre that'll do it for us today thank you all so much for tuning in with us on this post practice pod we will be back tomorrow with you with dre filling in again thank you all have a terrific tuesday I'll take